Yes. And if you're talking about you want to go into a data analytics, but the programming part of it, or data engineering, the biggest player there is Python. Yeah, you may want to start learning Python. So it, it all depends on what you want to learn. For instance, if you want to be a blockchain developer, we're talking about learning to solidify stuff like that. So once you know which area you want to specialize, you'll find out that you have fewer options than all the 9,000 programs. You're listening to Brick Hives Podcast. Now I'm your host, Zucker. Um, hi, everyone. This is uh, this is the third episode of our podcast um, tech series at Brick Hive. We've been discussing the opportunities in technology and how you can transit from whichever profession or career path and then switch to a tech um, tech career. And then we had spoken previously in um, the um, in the second episode about non-programming, non-programming tech jobs. And I remember in the first episode, I made mention of my friend and um, partner, um, Christian Nunduku, Pastor Chris, as I like to call him. He is currently with us on this show. I mean, I didn't I didn't know of a better person to speak about programming opportunities or programming um, careers within the tech space. So, um, Christian, it's it's actually a honor to have you on my podcast. It's, a, it's the first time. I mean, we talk virtually every week, but you've not. We have not been able to record a podcast episode together. So, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be part of the broadcast uh, of today. Fantastic, and um, to to our listeners, Christian is a is a new daddy. Currently has his son, King David, and then very soon he's also going to be anchoring one of our programs. <laughs> All right, so I I just like for us to go straight to um, what our listeners are probably here for. Well, according I did a little Google search. I mean, I just typed um, programming languages, and they turned out to be around. I mean, according to Google. There are 9,000 programming languages in existence. And for me, if I was actually considering, um, if I was going to think about becoming a programmer, I, ob- I obviously would be lost. I wouldn't know where to start. I'm not even sure we have 9,000 regular languages, not to talk about um, 9,000 languages in tech. So can you just put, give us some kind of clarity as to what? how is it possible for there to be 9,000 languages? If I wanted to go into... Um, programming. Which language would I start with? Okay, thank you so much uh, for the question. Uh, as you said, uh, the number of programming languages we have is more than the number of normal languages that we have. Yes, I think the world have about 7,000 um, number of language, human languages, but as you said, we have over 9,000 programming languages. So when somebody wants to start a career in software development or in programming or in coding, as you may like to call it, you may wonder where exactly should I start? But it's an easy question. If you go to Google and also check which, <laughs> which language should I start with, you're gonna it will stream down to something like 10 or 15 or 20 of the languages that are more popular that people use on a regular basis to write okay. types of programs. And also, you can also think about what do I want to develop? Because some languages are specially built for some kind of development. So if you're somebody that is interested in mobile development, you begin to think about what language can I use to develop mobile applications? 
if it's Android, you can be thinking about languages like Kotlin, like Java. And if it is, um, um, you are developing for iOS, you can be thinking about languages like Swift, Objective-C. And there are also some languages that allow you to develop for both um, Android and iOS, something like JavaScript, something like Dax, which is from Google. So it all depends on what exactly you want to develop. If you're interested in web development, which is, seems to be the most popular one, and also a very uh, easy place to start um, career in tech or career in software development is just this web development, which sometimes uh, people call it front-end development. Then you'll be talking about okay. languages like JavaScript, which is like the major player. And also you talk about HTML, which is like the markup language. You talk about the CSS, which is used for styling. The, the visuals we see when we visit websites, we talk about these ones because they are the languages that are majorly used for, for web. And if you want to take program for backend, you know, most of the web application we have, they make calls to backend that actually processes the request and returns the feedback. We're talking about languages yeah. like Python, languages like Java, Scala, Go, Ruby, so many of them. But this one seems like the one, like C Sharp. It's really most popular. Yes. And if you're talking about, you want to go into uh, data analytics, but the programming part of it, or data engineering, the biggest player there is, is Python. Yeah, you may want to start learning Python. So it, it all depends on what you want to learn. For instance, if you want to be a blockchain developer, we're talking about learning to solidify, stuff like that. So once you know which area you want to specialize, you'll find that you have fewer options than all the 9,000 programming yeah. languages that you can <laughs> yeah. Christian and I first met while we were um, um, doing our IT in Abba. That was how many years ago, Seth? Uh, yeah, that was 2012, 2013. 2012 or 13, yeah. 10 years so, ago. And, and we both read electrical electronics. I'd attempted programming one time and I just realized that this is not for me because I, I couldn't just get myself to focus on it. But how did you when did you pick the interest? Did you just uh, because I, I think as a then you were not necessarily programming, were you? 2013. I was. I mean, I was learning how to program, like, but, but I was already a uh, computer exercise, so I was really interested in how computer works then. But not an expert okay. programmer. I was still learning how it works. Okay, for somebody who doesn't necessarily know um, where he or she has an interest. For example, you, you already mentioned that if you want to, if you want to do front end or back end, there are different languages you might need. If you want to do mobile and you're developing for iOS or Android, there might be different apps, you, um, different languages rather that you need. But if, assuming someone doesn't know where to start, is there anywhere you would advise the person to start from? Okay, thank you. The good thing about um, programming languages is that they are similar. If you become an expert in one, it is easy to take that expert mm -hmm. in the other one. You just learn different, little differences, but the structure is almost the same. For instance, some languages, almost all languages have a way to loop through, um, a, loop through a list uh, of items. And if you learn yeah. how it works in JavaScript, it is almost the same thing with Java, in Scala, in Python. So, once you, you start somewhere, I'm going to talk about where I recommend, you'll find that the skill can be transferred to another language. 
when I started, I started with Java, and I bought a book. That, that book um, was popular. It was Java, how to program. So I don't have access to internet then, not as we yeah. do today. So I bought that. It's a hard copy book, Java, how to program. And I was reading Java and reading it and reading it so much. I was learning how the program works. I was learning how computer works. I was learning all things that I could learn about Java. And the good thing about that was that Java is a highly structured language. People say it's object-oriented language. So it teaches you a lot of basics, a lot of structure, how to write good code. So when I finished with Java, I, I was interested in web. I found that Java could, cannot do web. So I started learning JavaScript. When I started, I found that ah, it is also almost the same thing, just little differences. So it was easy for me to from Java to, to JavaScript. Transit. Yes, later on, I moved to PHP. I found that it's almost the same thing. But if you ask me where to start, I think the if is about ease, it's easy to start front end and it's also easy to find a job there. Because okay. front end is not so difficult. Doesn't require as much technicality. Yes, it's not so difficult like all that. So you can easily write one code and you see something. And when you see something, mm -hmm. you're encouraged to do more. But if you have to do so much to see little results, you may be discouraged from the discouraged beginning. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There are some things you do in Java, and the code cannot even run at all. If you did the JavaScript, the code runs. Because they feel like, ah, there's a mistake, but we, we can understand what you're trying to do. So it just runs. So it's mm -hmm. easier for a beginner to actually pick up. And also, the web is popular. Almost, <clears throat> almost every company has a kind of web interface. Many applications is web-based. So getting into web, there's opportunities for you. There's a lot you could do. There are companies are looking for web developers. So even if it's um, just one web framework that you know, you, you can actually get a, a job easily uh, through this. So I, I, I feel like web is a, a very easy and a very good uh, place. I mean, you are encouraged to learn it. Uh, you begin to see how to style a page, begin to see how the a website be, where it works, how it is built. So you're excited from the beginning to do more. And when you begin to understand this thing very well, it's easy also for you to start learning other languages, backend languages, learning Python or Java or Scala. It's easier for you to transit from web to those ones. Fantastic. Okay, I, I know while you were in Nigeria, you were working at PwC, building apps for big banks and the rest. Now you are currently in Germany and um, working with SAP. The terrain for, and I, I want to believe that the terrain for um, or the kind of jobs you do here and over there are not necessarily, don't necessarily require any special skill because once you have the skill of programming, it's applicable wherever, I guess, right? That's why most people can even work remotely. Yeah. But, but then in getting a, getting one's first job, does anyone, does one need to present like a certificate to show that what you say you are doing, you can do? Not necessarily. In programming, it's not really about certificate. It's really about what you can do. And if you are good, it's easy to validate. There are many ways one can validate if you are good. If you say you yeah. can do this, they can give you um, um, a problem to solve. 
So, I mean, if you say you could solve it, then do it. They can watch you do a simple program. They can give you online tests to go and uh, programming tests, real programming tests to go and uh, perform. And some of these tests is difficult to cheat. And they can even insist that they, if you do it while they are watching you. While they are watching. So it's difficult to claim that you can do this when you cannot do this. And even if you claim and get a job, you frustrate yourself. And it's not a good way to start your career. But what people do is to build projects and put on GitHub. So companies can ask you, what have you done? You can talk about the things you've done. Even if you don't have a job, you so can you build, you build your own pet project. Exactly. And that is what I did. I built projects when I don't have a job. And when I was having a job interview, I could say, I've done this, I've built this project, I've built this project, I've built this project. And the person can say, for sure, you're not just employing somebody who is new, who doesn't know anything. This guy have mm. used this tools. This guy have done something with it. We believe he can also replicate the same thing uh, in our company. Do you think there's an average timeline be um, between when somebody is a novice to when he is decent enough to get a job in terms of skill? I don't think it's about time. It's about how much time you actually devote to learning. You commit to it. Okay. How much time you commit to learning, how much time you commit to practicing, and also based on which path you started with. You know, some people may prefer to, to read a book. Some people want to watch a video. Some people want to go for an online tutorial. But what I recommend is whatever path you choose, practice in the process, write code. See, we are employing you not to talk about how code are written. We are employing you to actually write something, to actually show, do something with your knowledge, not to talk about that we have that uh, this one in programming, we have for loop, we have this one. No. Can you use for loop to solve a problem? That's what is important to the company. Okay. You mentioned um, if you um programming career as you mentioned you said there is a data analyst role that um, programs right yeah and then you mentioned front-end developer back-end developer you mentioned ios and and um android. And android is there any other one that you think we can add to that list yeah of course there are people that do uh, quality assurance like software testing these ones some of them also write code. They can write a pipeline for. They can write simple script, test script to test. Some people also um, do kind of server security in application, but they have knowledge of how program works. They can write codes too. But their specialty is actually the security part of those programs, not necessarily about building um, a software. The the entire software. Exactly, and some people okay. are, are, have a lot of knowledge about agile, about managing software projects something like that. So these are different areas that one could actually play in, 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 in the same field of software uh, engineering or software development. Okay. So can I assume that at the beginning, it's not necessary to focus or be a generalist. You can just go with the flow and pick whichever one suits you at the time because your interest can even change when you start something, right? Exactly. So exactly. That, that's true because... If you learn a good, if you are good in any language, it's easy for you to be good in another one. That's number one. And if okay. you are good in any language, I don't think there's any programming language among these ones to be mentioning that you are very good with and you will not be able to get a job. Because there are, there are roads for, for, from different companies for different kinds of languages. So if you are good in any language, you can easily get a job. 
And also, if you are thinking which language is better, which language is best, that's not the, what is important here because you can solve basically the same problem with different languages. Just different lines of code. Exactly. And so also, the same a good software engineer is someone that can write good codes in different languages. Some people say if there are some languages that is more secure, if you are a person that understands security, you can actually write a secure code in a language that people feel is less secure. So it's about mm -hmm. learning how to program and understanding it very well. Then you can apply that knowledge in different fields, in different companies. Some companies don't even care about the language you know. Once you, you can prove that you know how to program, they give you a test. And in this test, yeah. you can write in any language you like. They have different languages, you can write in any language you like. If you are able to solve the problem, they can say, this guy thinks like a programmer. This guy is good in logics. So, so even yeah. if you don't know the language they want, they can teach you that language. They can bring you up because they know that you understand how programmers think, how to solve problems. Because it's not about problem solving. That you're a problem solver. Yeah. If I can solve in any language, you can solve the same problem in another language. And that is the good thing about programming. Hmm. It's like a civil engineer. You can either be building roads or building houses or building bridges whichever way there are some fundamentals that you have to know as a civil engineer exactly generally. and you end up using the same block or the same the same material yeah different projects and in different kind of um, building projects okay is there a particular programming job that pays the most or are there certain programming jobs that pay the most yeah i think the payment is about the company if you are working in Google or one of uh, the big tech companies, you are likely to be paid more even if you are a junior developer. Hmm. Because this company generally is, are paying their staff very high. Okay, that's number one. Secondly, companies actually, programming payment is also based on your skill. If you are so skilled that you're a senior developer, you will earn more than the junior guy that is not so good. Do you get hmm. so it? It's, it's, yeah. yeah. And it's also, also based on the kind of problem that you are solving. There's some problems are so sensitive that those who are in that domain it, uh, seems that, uh, tends to end more because of that area they are. Maybe they are, they are so good with um, transaction or accounting or, or payments. Uh, okay, it's like yeah. being a programmer in the fintech sector, or being a programmer so they are not only paying yeah. for your skill in Java or Scala or Python. They're also paying for the knowledge, the domain knowledge you have in financial yeah. management or something financial like that. Financial sector, yeah. 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 All right. So before we wrap up, wrap up today's episode, is there one thing, one advice you give to people that are probably eyeing programming, um, the programming career and are considering uh going into it if yeah. you had an advice for one person if, if you had an advice for a novice that wants to join what would you tell the person two things the first is to start now some people keep postponing it i keep postponing it, they keep postponing it the best time to start is now start start somewhere the second advice is don't be discouraged you may find out that it's not as easy as you thought you, you may struggle. I remember when I started programming and I don't have access to internet and I'm having issues. I can't go to Google and search how to do this. I have to be looking at PDFs. I have to be looking at books. 
it was so difficult, but I, I, I didn't give up. So, and it is that determination that in me, the career I have today. So I encourage, even if it's difficult, you are, you are, it's challenging, maybe you started, you, even if you are, you are discouraged in the past and you gave up, go back and stick to it, determine that even though this seems challenging, I, I will learn it. And let me tell you, there's nothing in this life like mastering something. And when you master something, yeah. it becomes so easy for you. People will be like, how are you able to do this? They don't know that you gave it a lot of time to master it. And you become an expert. An expert, you can wake up and do something big. But before, it was so difficult for you to even think of how to start. Wow. Well, for those people who are interested in um, being programmers, good luck. But I even paid for a programming course on Udemy web development and I've not been able to go past 5% of the entire course. It's just too complicated. I struggle with, with it every time, building up. I just decided there's no need for me to struggle. I have a partner who is a programming <laughs> guru. <laughs> Let me not kill myself. <laughs> Don't discourage right, me. They want to That's part of the difficulty. What did you say? I think it's not discourage those that really want to continue. That's part the challenges they may be facing now. Okay, I'll try not to discourage anybody else. But then if you if you are if you have an idea, well, it's for people, well, it's for people who are actually considering um, switching to tech careers. But then if you have an idea and I, I guess that it is quite difficult for you to find a co-founder or a partner for for an idea that you have. Because not everybody might skill is not enough. You might not just be able to work with that person. But then, yeah. as Christian has explained, programming career is actually very, very... I mean, it is a new oil and gas for now, so you can you can pay the sacrifice or make the sacrifice to to learn it. Yeah, and, Thank and you very goes, much, Christian. What would be... Go on, go on. Yeah, I wanted to what? say that... Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Before we, we, we wrap it up today, I wanted to say... That is also good to enter with uh, with with the the goal to actually to love programming to be passionate about it. you know some people just enter because they feel like there's money here there's and money exactly exactly <laughs> but programming is an exciting thing to do I love to do it in fact I used to write a lot of codes that I don't know even what I will ever use it to do but I just love to do that and if you enter with that kind of passion. You can overcome any but, challenge. You can overcome any but did you have that, did you have that passion before you got in, or it was in the process of learning it? I always I am excited uh, to understand how computer works. Like computer fascinates me. I saw computer. You press a key, it appears. Something happened. I wanted to know how these things all work together. So I was passionate about it. And when I was, I used to write codes when I started. And just normal Hello World, what they call Hello World. I was so excited that I can I can do something that can influence the computer, and that was that was my passion. That was my joy. And if you have that kind of joy, you can start with a small um, uh, startup. We are not discouraged. You know you are going somewhere, and you are building a solution in that startup. Your 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 scheme may not even be recognized. You may not even be receiving an award or something like that. But you are not. You, you are just happy because you are seeing what you are doing, producing results. You are seeing the result of things you are doing. You're excited about it. And that way, you can have an exciting career in programming or in software development. Fantastic. I'm sure, I'm sure this, this episode has been helpful to someone.
out there. I mean, if you find this episode um, as beneficial or educative, kindly share it with someone who would be interested in pursuing a career in, in tech. All right, Christian. All right, thank you so much. That's all for this episode of Rekive Podcast. If you like us, to give us a rating. Also, you can subscribe on Google and Apple Podcasts. Visit our website on www.brickhype.com.